Put on your big Hollywood sunglasses and light the torch, because it's cellar time. Welcome to the Crack Cellar, as the prophecy was once foretold. I'm Two-Spirit Penguin Daniel. I'm slowly learning broadcaster nichols and today broadcaster i have some uh hot news off the presses you remember when we jokingly talked about kyle mclaughlin playing the emperor in <laughs> dune part two remember that <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how sick that would have been uh well they have announced who's playing the emperor have you heard who it is no unfortunately it is not our boy kyle Um, but the choice is probably top five for me, uh, you know, him aside, Kyle McLaughlin aside, this is probably a top five pick in my book. Let's see if you agree with me. Uh, the man who will be playing Emperor Shaddam the fourth is Christopher motherfucking Walken. What? Yeah, dude. (laughs) Isn't that fucking crazy? Damn, dude, Christopher Walken must be ready to die or something if he wants to do a role like this. <laughs> dude, this could be his last role. No doubt. I thought he wasn't acting anymore. Oh, no, dude. Um, You never watched that show I recommended to you, did you, Uh, called Severance? No. Oh, dude, he's in Severance, and his character is... He, has, he plays a really uh, fucking weird character in that show. It's very good. Uh... That show, uh, Severance, has, like, some serious, like, Fight Club vibes to it. Like, not, like, it's not literally like Fight Club, but, like, the same, like, sort of reality-breaking sort of shit that happens in that movie is very similar to Severance. So, highly recommend it. And, uh, yeah, Christopher Walken, he will be the Emperor. What's Severance on? It's not on one of those fucking... It it is. It's on Apple services. Right? It's on yeah. Apple Plus. <laughs> uh, another good Apple Plus actually has some really good shows. Um, there's uh fucking the horror TV show from M Night Shyamalan. Servant is also on Apple Plus, which is also a really good show that I highly recommend. Uh, Damn, dude, you recommending an M Night Shyamalan? Dude, Servant is like his best work since like back in the day for sure. Really. Oh yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Like it's up there. I think it's probably the only thing that's better. Turn my VPN on. (laughs) (laughs) The only thing that I think is better is the OG. I see dead people. Nah, dude, Village is better than I see dead people. (laughs) Village. Get the fuck out of here. Dude, Six Sense is gay, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay. Going after the rainbow flag, I see. <laughs> oh nah, shit, dude, that's that's gay. I'm, ta- I'm <laughs> six cents is gay, dude. It's, it's, <laughs> for losers, you got to pick up the inflection on the a. Okay, <laughs> it's a very specific kind of gay. Ah, so yeah, what do you what do you think about Walken playing the Emperor? Because like it's a real dark horse pick, but the more I ruminate on it, the more I'm just thinking, dude, 
this walking so old that like physically he's perfect for it. He has like the right kind of weird voice for it. And like, if he really puts himself in it and he like really tries, this could be like one of those out of this world final performances that most actors never get the chance to do. Yeah. I, to be honest, it makes me think that he's about to pull off a um what was that guy from Westworld? Fuck forgetting his name now. Oh, Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. He's about to do like a Westworld Anthony Hopkins type sh- move. Mm. Or the Emperor's about to be like a real throwaway character. Who I don't you think know. so. I don't think the Emperor's going to be a throwaway character. I think we're going with option A. Well, he that. does die pretty quick. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, but if you think about the context... Well, like, remember, uh, Dennis Villanueva was saying, like, this is going to be, like, six movies long. So if you take that into context, yeah, I sure. don't think they're going to rush through the Emperor too fast. I think this most of this movie should have him. Maybe. We'll see. I don't know. I'm just not convinced. Christopher Walken... I haven't seen that show mm. you're talking about, but Christopher Walken playing... Shadow? That's... Bro, Walken played some sick ass villains back in oh, the don't 80s. Get me wrong, like dude, he was a beast back in the eighties when it came to a, playing villains, man. He's just such a small dude. And the True. Like and uh Poe DeMarin ruined Apocalypse. So I get what you're I get where you're yeah. coming from with that <laughs> that comment. I I do. That wasn't fucking uh, Oscar Isaac's fault. That was fucking whoever directing and writing that movie yeah whoever they thought whoever thought they could get away with a portraying apocalypse like that is beyond retarded yeah <laughs> have you ever seen the deer hunter it's no old ass movie so you might not have but like like there's oh, you could make an argument new. that christopher walken and the deer hunter is like one of the greatest why does it sound so familiar it's it's one of those movies people talk about is that kind of like the one where they hunt down um, Coolio? <laughs> <laughs> no, it is not. Gary Busey. <laughs> that was the and, game, uh, I think. Yeah. That wasn't Coolio. Right? <laughs> it was, was it not Coolio. Cool it was Ice-T. Ice-T. Ice Ice yeah, Sorry. It was, it was Ice-T and it was Eesh. called the game. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, moving on. <laughs> yeah, moving right along. Uh, fucking... Edit that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. Like, he's he's just had so many, like, do you remember the prophecy from the 90s? Uh, remind me, what was that? It was like some, like, witchcraft, horror, cult shit. Oh, this had Vigo Mortensen in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it's old school as fuck. It, it was like one of those horror movies. Dude, that this was is super, one of those Miramax bangers, dude. It was super <laughs> sinister, I remember. Like, it just had some really, like, dark shit, like corpses with no eyes and, like, fucking aborted fetuses. And, like, it just had some really dark shit in it, I remember. Yeah. Yeah, he was in that. There's a lot of good stuff, you know. He was he was the fucking villain in Wayne's World too. <laughs> that one was more of a comedic <laughs> take, but hey, it was good. 
That was. Yeah. It's like one of my fo- fondest childhood memories, dude. <laughs> the naked Again. Indian in the desert. <laughs> dude, Michael Myers <laughs> just pounding on the glass. Cassandra. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, so you're not sold, huh? Remember, he hops into. Remember the car he hops into to get to the wedding. It's that fucking one of Dad's red convertible spiders. Oh yeah, <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Well, I don't know. I guess I'm a little bit more sold on it than you, but I could see where. I mean, it could I, I'm, I'm a believer. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm down with Christopher Walken. That's dope as fuck. That we're gonna have him in Dune, dude. That's Dune Part Two. That's that's gonna be dope. But I just my brain's having a hard time, like at this point in Christopher Walken's life, you know, like being able to like portray like a dope ass emperor. But I could be surprised, you know. Who knows? Yeah, I could have swore that guy at one point said like he was done acting. Hmm. Like he was retired. <laughs> yeah. Yep, he. I mean, he should be. He's old as hell. <laughs> if I were him, I would be fucking floating. How in a old pool. is Christopher Walken? Is he? Oh, he's in his eighties for sure. He's got to be in dude. his eighties. There's no way he's not. It's such a boss, dude. If you're too acting yeah. in your eighties, dude, I'm gonna be a fucking god emperor in Dune. No big deal. <laughs> yeah, telling your grandkids like, what are you doing? Gonna, what are you gonna play, Grandpa? Just god emperor. No big deal. Shut your mouth, kid. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, uh, Broadcaster, I do have one other um, piece of news that will come as no surprise to you. Uh, There are some early reports coming out of uh, internal beta testers, or not internal beta testers, like MLG players of Call of Duty that are like on a special list that they get like early beta access to new Call of Duties. Apparently, those people have been getting invites to the new Modern Warfare 2, not the old awesome one, but the new one that's... And... uh, they are reporting it's not good, much like Vanguard. Shocker. Shocker. It's like what I've been saying for three years now on this podcast, that uh, no one's there. No one's home. Yep. No one can make games anymore. <laughs> they can't even fucking pump out a once-a-year title. A fucking... Super easy cookie cutter game. All the assets have been used time and time again. They just make slight little tweaks. They, they can't need, even get that right anymore. I think they need to hire somebody to like inspect the code for all of the Call of Duties from like now all the way back to like 2008. Uh, whenever Call when whenever MW3 came out, because that was when it started to decline. And, and there have been some ebbs and some flows. There have been some decent ones since then. But the point is, they need to figure out what they did wrong, like where they went wrong, and like really identify it and come up with a plan to reverse it. Because they they have squandered a billion-dollar gaming IP, like an unprecedented billion-dollar gaming IP, so hard that... I don't. I, the damage is starting to get irreparable, isn't it? 
Well, yeah, but I mean, it's not just Call of Duty. I, I really think it's just, you were just suffering from repercussions of all the people that knew how to get shit done getting let go. Yeah, it's not it's not just like the actual people to make the games, but and I'm not trying to defend people that did terrible things, but you know, the gaming industry has been shook, shook. <laughs> for quite some time by like you know CEOs having to leave because of act, sexual allegations and stuff like that. And whether you say them or not, some of them were cutthroat and knew how to get shit out the door. Yeah, you know. And now that they're gone, and the people making the games suck. It's just a compounding problem, you know, where the big, I, you know, uh, IPs like Halo and Call of Duty and uh, Battlefield and, um, I mean, the list goes on, uh, EA's Anthem. Uh, Anthem. I always forget about Anthem. That came just what? came and went in a blink of an eye. Yeah. I mean, they're all just kind of just failures to launch now anthem's a special case because it was a brand new ip but still made by like the top people at bioware you know didn't have a lot of excuses to fail i should just say yeah but then you know you have other examples like halo and call of duty that are literally like shit like the perfect examples of too big to fail you know like how do how does a yearly release of call of duty or the once well, we'll we'll go to a Bungie example. We won't do three four three example, but like the three year release cycle or whatever it was for the Bungie's Halos, you know, like they were just perfect. It didn't make like there's controversy, like who liked which one more, but they were always better. <laughs> they were always getting better. Yeah, and it's just uh, the gaming industry is not capable of it anymore. I really just <sighs> unless it's like an Eastern know, developer. Man. And you're making like an action RPG or something like that where, you know, there's a vision. But these cookie cutter like FPSs now, <laughs> it, these, it's just I, I don't know how they're going to survive. <laughs> Dude, did you know that Elden Ring outsold Vanguard in the United States of America? I oh yeah for sure that's insane. I have no doubt about it, dude. <laughs> Vanguard was terrible, <laughs> dude. That's what this decline is unprecedented. Like it just, I was playing Warzone shit. when Vanguard came out and I didn't buy it. No, no, I saw they, it. I was they really, like, really tried yeah. to blackmail people into it too. Like they locked all of the normal battle royale modes out and they forced you into Vanguard Royale to try and pressure you into buying Vanguard to unlock all the weapons. It was really shady, and it didn't work at all. <laughs> like, the sales did not go up from that bullshit. So, take note, Activision. They won't. <laughs> I uh, think it's just going to take the acquisition of co of big companies, you know, from other, you know, other investment boards or whatever however it happens in the big business world i i just think activision and bungie and blizzard and microsoft game studios might be left out you know they still seem to be handling it quite a bit sony entertainment seems to be handling it but a lot of big studios out there they're just i don't know man they're just losers now yeah and that's the simplest way to put it like they don't 
there's no vision at all in any of those studios. Destiny 2 feels hollow. There's no promise of Destiny 3. I mean, dude, I I don't even play Destiny 2, and sometimes I see news about that game, like how the game can barely run. Like, people don't even go to the tower anymore because it's so laggy. And they even vault content in that game. Yeah. You know? So it's like... Yeah. You <laughs> these like on a technical level, all these companies they just don't know what they're doing anymore. It's crazy because me and you both love Destiny. Like we both love Destiny. We should be playing that game. Right now, we should be. But we're not, and that says I mean that says so much. I can't stand it anymore, dude. There's only <laughs> I mean, the rating was pretty cool, but dude, like some of my favorite down. memories playing like as adults, like me and you playing video games together as adults. Some of my favorite memories are from back when we were raiding Leviathan at the beginning of D2. Yeah, for that sure. was fucking awesome. That, those that was were a good very times. cool experience. Yeah. Hell yeah. It's World just, Eater was even cool. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. Fuck yeah, yeah, dude. Like, those were good times. And it's just like, I really want to play Destiny. But then you look at it, what it's become is just like, you log in, the first thing you do is you see advertisements for a hundred different DLC add ons. Then you're blasted with a battle pass that you're not going to buy. Then you get to the main screen and you see all of the content gated and gone. And they're just like forcing you to do these like specific planets. And it and it's like, oh, if you want to do this, you got to buy the legacy DLC package. Oh, you want to raid? You got to buy the fucking season pass. This it's just like, holy shit, what has happened? I bought yeah. this game. I own this game. I just bought the expansion. What, like, what is going on? It's just squeezing money out of a game they can't improve anymore. That's it's crazy. honestly what it is. There's just no room for real huge improvements anymore. The game's on its, like, what, fifth year now? Something it, like that? Destiny 2. I think Destiny as a whole is on its, like, seventh year or eighth year. Or oh, it's like closer that. to nine, I think. I think D1 came out in 2012, didn't it? I think it oh, did. No, that's crazy. Yeah. Pretty crazy sure. Thing. But, Pretty sure. 2012, 2013. Yeah, man. That is crazy that game's going on so long and they still don't have any of that game would have been a lot cooler if they got some of the more traditional mmo features down like transmog system down sooner and just armor material in general like how Mm -hmm. you collect sets and how like sets might be able there's no incentive in that game to like actually be coordinated. No, it's just kind of like keep getting the weapon and the armor piece that has a higher power level until you hit cap. And then you can start doing uh certain, you know, raids and strikes and stuff like that to unlock armor sets. And st- but none of them really, you know, they're not unique. They're just a, Kind of like as Trent Reznor says, a copy of a copy of a copy. Mm-hmm. And there's no real incentive to have them besides whichever, or be, besides just picking one that is your favorite and you get that one. Yeah. You know? 
Like there's no like Destiny One was really cool because I wanted to get everything for a while. It kind of ended later on in the game, but Destiny Two never gave me that feeling. Every time I got a piece of armor or whatever, I was like, "Oh, this is just like a different color of that other armor set I had." Everything felt very uh, repeated. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you know, there was a fork in the road, and they went down the wrong fork. It's sad. That's why I really want D3, but it's hilarious. If you look around the internet, you'll see a bunch of uh, game journalists uh, declare that Destiny 2 was a mistake and that there should have never even been a sequel, and it should just be Destiny 1 still, because live services don't need sequels. And when I read when I read articles like that, I throw up a little in my mouth because it's like these game journalists are literally they're what's the word? They are lobbyists. They are lobbyists pushing games as a service when almost universally in the actual player base, in the actual world of gamers, people hate games as a service. It's a it's a pox. Oh yeah, dude. It's it's terrible. It's a curse upon the industry. It is, and it's just so so disgusting to see these fucking articles just like it's Activision Blizzard's fault for actually making them make a sequel because it's a live service and we just want live services. That's all we want now. Let me more live services. I guess Fuck that's those the real people. problem with that I have with Destiny is that there's just no ambition. No, and maybe that's just with all the games now, like. There's just such a lack of ambition. It's like the there's definition. still not ship combat in Destiny. Like, I know. it's on year ten almost, and like they haven't even tried to I, like give you anything groundbreaking in that game. It's still just fucking run, shoot, use your special third person abilities, fucking blow through enemies. Like there's nothing new. Not even anything new. Come no. on. Oh, don't forget about Gambit. Hey, Gambit's not even new, though. That's just a smash of things that already exist in, like, the game. That was one of my main growing gripes when I was still playing that game, is that every time there was a new new content, quote-unquote, it was recycled in some Mm -hmm. way. You know, like, there was, like, even when it got really close to not being that, it still was at its core. You're just like, ah, this is just Mars. (laughs) This is, Mm -hmm. you know, like, Mm -hmm. there's always that feeling. Yeah. Or like when the moon came out, you're just like, they just added the moon. That's all this is. Like, it's cool to be back on the moon, but this is like, it should have been here in the first place. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It's just unforgivable. But, uh, broadcaster, there's something else that's unforgivable, and that's the final episode of Game of Thrones. Uh, probably one of the worst endings in television history. It threw out seven years, you know, eight, nine years of world building and plot development, threw it all out the window and made Bran the king out of nowhere for no reason. Just like, just total fucking dead brain, low IQ riding across the board. 
Now the boys we, really fucked that one up. <laughs> they did. Uh, now there's going to be some redemption, but not from the creators of Game of Thrones. Uh, D.B. Weiss and his boy are not involved in this. And uh, we get some new people making the House of Dragons. Is that what it's called? I think so, yeah. Something like that. Uh, House of Dragons. Yeah, House of the Dragon uh, on HBO Max, uh, which has been producing some pretty banger content. Uh, Raised by Wolves, we just reviewed, and that was the fucking shit. So, hopefully, this House of Dragon. Strong feeling this will not be close. But yeah, I, I, me too. But I'm gonna keep an open mind. Uh, that being said, broadcaster, are you ready to get to our preview of House of the Dragon? I. <laughs> oh, powerful, strong woman. What is there, this? Mind. I wonder if Breathe. that's a Targaryen. Mortal life. Definitely Targaryen. If not the pursuit of yep, legacy. Yep, definitely Targaryen. That guy definitely got eld in the original series. It's good <laughs> to see him back. There's a dragon. Oh, I'm Rickon Stark. I call it Valarian. Rickard Stark. I Baratheon. Promise to be faithful to King Viserys. And to his named heir. Princess Rhaenyra. Rhaenyra Targaryen. Men would sooner put the realm to the torch. Nice beat I see there. a woman ascend the Iron Throne. Assuming that's Daenerys' mom? The little young Yeah, yeah, Rena or Renera. We play an ugly game. You have the determination to win it. She's a very unique looking individual. What? Uh, what's his uh, the brother? Not the girl. Uh, brother does too, though. History does not remember blood. Well, that guy was a doctor who, wasn't he? Probably. It remembers names. Or a doctor? What is that one? Remember? That fucking lame-ass sci-fi show. I don't watch it, so I don't know. All right. Well, uh, hmm. Uh, nothing too exciting there. It was just uh, a bunch of uh, exposition yeah. and a couple of dragon breaths. For sure. Looked like a, a hype trailer more than anything. I didn't see any real acting, no plot. No. Like, nothing like that to really get excited about. They definitely got in a little uh, wokester comment, though. Men would rather die than see a woman become king on the Iron Throne. You had to get that in there in the trailer, right? Yeah. They had to say it because it's the damn truth. <laughs> <laughs> Am I right? Am I right, brother? <laughs> uh, well, you know, if uh, Game of Thrones actually had a good ending, Daenerys would have been on the throne but yeah that would have been the real fucking g ending that that was the ending we deserved but instead we got wheelchair part of me that wanted cersei to win god she was such a mean bitch i was just like man i hated her the whole series but now she's like prime bitchhood i kind of want to see her like (laughs) mount the world dude (laughs) for sure dude I would have loved that. And there's like five endings that I would have loved and we got none of them. We just got the most. Uh, it was the worst ending anyone could fathom. I, I just remember <laughs> viscerally watching that episode and just like I kept looking to my left and my right. Like, is this real? What is happening right now? 
What is going on? It yeah. was real. I was really hoping like she was going to have like dragon power healing or something like that. And the dagger mm-hmm. wasn't going to do shit. And she was just going to like give him that. I was like, how dare you betray me? <laughs> fucking just have ordered Dragon to fucking just bite him in half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that would have been real. <laughs> so the one thing that does give me hope for this is that supposedly, and this could be a hoodwink, but supposedly House of Dragon is based off of uh, Fire and Blood, a book. It's actually based on one of George R. R. Martin's books. It's not just made up shit, which is what I thought originally. When I first heard about this, I thought it was just going to be made up. Like, oh, we're going to do a spinoff and just make some bullshit up. Uh, it's not the case, supposedly. So, Yeah, hope- we'll see. Yeah, we'll see exactly. Hopefully it's true, but we'll see. One thing Is I do supposed like... To come out? This is coming out in August. Uh, one thing I like yeah. is that it's all no-name actors. I didn't recognize a single actor in that trailer, and that's good. I think that's one of... Other than our boy Bean... That was one thing I really liked about Game of Thrones is that I didn't know any of those actors, basically, except for uh, Stark, Ned Stark and Cersei Lannister. Those were the only two actors that I'd ever seen. I'd never seen them in any of the other actors in anything else. And I thought that really lent to the mythology of the show, the mysticism of the show, if you will. Yeah, for sure. No doubt. It's always just a good, healthy sign of creativity, too. Yes. You know, when, like, you see a whole cast and you can't see one familiar face, it's like, well, someone has confidence in the show, you Mm -hmm. know? Yeah. It's the opposite of, remember that movie that came out in, like, 2007 or something called, like, Studio 34, and it had, like, 15 ultra celebrities of the era? All yeah. and it was just and it was like literally one of the worst movies ever made. Yeah, it was like weird. It was like Naked Gun. Like, what's that guy's name? The original act, Leslie Leslie Nielsen. Yeah, Leslie Nielsen. Rest in power. Like they were trying to like do that type of comedy with like a whole bunch of famous actors. It was weird, but like <laughs> it was it thudded so hard and it it like it's like they took that what you're talking about that Naked Gun energy. But, like, the actual meat of it was super weird. Like, it didn't match the energy. Like, some of the skits that they did were bizarrely dark and did not match what, like, the movie was presenting. Like, it was really weird. One of the weirdest movies I've ever seen in my life. Game of Thrones is the opposite. It is creativity. And until the final episode is one of my favorite TV experiences of all time up there with Lost and Battlestar Galactica and Stargate SG-1 and Star Trek Deep Space 9. Like those like those like what I just named is basically all of my favorite TV shows of all time and Game of Thrones is up there in that group. Yeah. I don't know. It definitely started to go downhill well before the final episode. Like there were multiple things that <sighs> kind of were like red flags. 
There were a few where, bad episodes. I'll agree, but I don't. Well, there think... was just like plot direction, you know, like where oh, you could see read the tea leaves yeah, that something bad where... was about to happen with the writing. Yeah. I do agree with that. I do agree with that because there was just things they were clearly missing from the books. Like I don't want to spoil anything clearly, mm-hmm. but it's like like the horn, like certain things that just didn't never showed up and never manifested in the storyline, and it was just kind of like hmm, why <laughs> paging, hasn't... <laughs> paging Lady Stonefall. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh God, for sure. It, it, there's definitely a lot to be desired. That being said, the dude, the second to last episode with the Mad Queen, that episode gave me goosebumps. That's one of my favorite episodes of Game of Thrones, and a lot of people yeah. hated that episode. Because nah, like, ooh, she, she, Daenerys Targaryen is supposed to be a good guy, and yeah, you're breaking my contract, my social contract with the show because she's supposed to be a good guy. It's like, fuck you. This is like one of the greatest things that's happened. She went crazy and destroyed everything. <laughs> like, it was so good. And then they followed up with the biggest thud in sports entertainment today. I, I can't. I just can't. I don't. <laughs> also, though. That episode, what kind like episode three, um, the one that ends with Arya killing the the Night King. That episode was sick. When like they send the horse scouts into the darkness. Yeah. Oh, dude, there was some really good shit in that final season. But I do agree with you that in like in the in between episodes, you could read the tea leaves and see like. The writing wasn't adding up and something was amiss. I agree with you on that. That episode was super dope. Oh, God. That, like, took all their energy. That was... I I, they should have just like, ended it there. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just end it there. That was some of the coolest fantasy television I've ever seen in my life. That episode. Fuck yes. I no totally, totally agree. Uh, do you think we're talking to someone that has seen every single season of Xena Warrior Princess (laughs) and Kevin Sorbo Hercules? (laughs) Yes. And uh, I'm going to have a Xena Warrior Princess relate for our Moon Knight review later as well. So look forward to that. It's a little tease. Mm. So do you, think, <laughs> do you think we'll get, do you think we'll even get a, sh- like, if you like really boil down like the greatness of Game of Thrones, like uh, the reigns of Castamere, like the episodes we just talked about, uh, all these like just S tier amazing first class episodes, do you think we'll get even one episode in House of the Dragon season one that's even in the same realm as those episodes? Do you think we'll get one? Hard to tell, man. I want to have, I want to believe, you know, <laughs> yeah. like there's no doubt about it. The, the cinematography and the quality looked like it was there in the trailer, but then again, they were not showing much of anything. It looked, you know, so once I get just a little morsel to chew on, then I'll be able to make a judgment. But until then, it's really just a coin flip, whether whoever's in charge of the show actually is like capable of, competing with that level or they're just trying they're like one of those modern day people you know they're just like this is my creation this is my truth it's <laughs> gonna be good <laughs> god damn it yeah ah uh, boy oh boy oh boy we'll see yeah yep well 
lot of whites though. Oh yeah, like that. yeah. It, there, like, let's let's be real right now. There wasn't a single pock in that entire trailer, was there? It was all yeah. white. Every single character was white. <laughs> That's a no. No, 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 no. There was a black. There was a whole there black was? tribe. Yeah, you didn't see the black, the wannabe Idris Elba, fucking dread guy. <laughs> I did not. Holy shit. <laughs> Was it for like one second and I just averted my eyes for a second and it went past? No, it looked like there was like a whole clan of black people. Yeah. That's why I was saying I was like, oh, here's some wokeness. Okay. Can't forget the black people that people conveniently conveniently left out in the original series. All right. Well, all right. Then they're covered. They're not going to get canceled before it even comes yeah. out. So that's good. Yeah, good don't worry. Them. The Targaryens killed them. <laughs> we'll take care the of them. The whites took them out. <laughs> Uh, negotiations have begun with Lord George Floyd of Castamere. (laughs) Aggressive negotiations. Uh, Well, I think one worry I'm going to have with this, because it's based on one book, is Vega Davos is (laughs) canceling their accounts as we speak. One book Usually, like with Game of Thrones, basically it was one book was one season, and I think there was I think a sort of storm or a storm of swords was two seasons, right? I want to say it's like a season and a half. Yeah. So, like, if you really look at it, this this sh- this show should only go one or two seasons tops. So if we if we get into the territory where it's going like season three, season four, I'm a little concerned that we're going to get into making shit up territory, which is going to be the death knell. Honestly, this should be a super sweet, short and sweet series. Yeah. Like it should rather be like a nice, good 20 episode series where like there's a midseason pause where, you know, like maybe a month separates them or something like that. Or they do a really short series, like eight, ten episodes that are dope, and then cap it with a movie or something like that. That's the only cool. thing I can imagine. Because if they go, if they do anything longer than that, you just know that they're making shit up. <laughs> There's yeah. no way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not going to be good. And like they already have so much ill will towards Game of Thrones just from that last season that if they fuck this up, it could kill the franchise. Honestly, people are pissed off really pissed off about that final season way more than i am like i'm really just mad at the final episode there are a huge chunk of the fan base that hates that entire final season like the entire thing including the episodes that we both love like they hate the whole thing so if if this comes out and it's just not good i i kind of wonder if we'll ever see george r R. martin material again on the big screen or the small screen i should say yeah you know what they should do HBO Max should buy the rights to Starship Troopers. Fuck yeah! And like do a true book adaptation. I I want to get I want to get Juan Rico I've, on the screen. Dude. I've had those animated ones on my queue to watch forever, and I just never can bring myself to watch it because I just hate like that type of animation. I'll never watch anything until the whole IP gets a reboot and it's in different hands that actually want to like take it somewhere serious. I'll never watch any. Of I that hear the animated walk. ones are really good. I they are. That. I hear that from. I've heard that from multiple people, not just like one guy. I've heard from multiple people that the animated movies are really good, and they got the they got what's his name voice acting Rico. So oh yeah, Christopher Dean Anderson or whatever, <laughs> whatever his name is. Yeah, 
but I just can't bring myself to do it. I, just, I, I don't know. If the world ends and the internet goes away, I'll get to it eventually. <laughs> where I'm at with it. Uh, I, one thing that you did say, though, you, you brought up, like, do one, like, tight season and then a movie. I think that's a great idea. And that's something that a lot of people don't um, applaud Firefly for. Firefly is this really sick sci-fi series that was on Fox that got canceled after one season, uh, then got a movie made to finish yeah. it off. And that that one season plus that movie is S-tier. Like, and it bookends the show. Like, it's really tight and good. That's a great model to follow. I would not be mad if they tried to do something like that. No, it's never... It's it's typically when you see that formula, it's a sign of a really good, well written show, yeah. or whatever. It's probably Joss Whedon's best work of his entire career. Oh uh, yeah, for sure, that uh, fucking loser. Yeah, like I don't think any any of his other shit was like Buffy the Vampire Slayer was really overrated. Uh, it was okay, but like people act like it's fucking this holy grail of TV, and it's like no, not really. No, I mean it was all right for its time. But, but yeah, it was it was all right. But but yeah, all right. Well, I think uh, I think we're gonna take a wait and see with this one. But I think that we're both definitely gonna watch it. I know I am. I'm assuming you're on board to at least give it a chance. Yeah, for sure. All right then. Well, broadcaster, uh, the sun has gone down and the moon has risen. Are you ready? To get to our review of your favorite comic book TV adaptation, <laughs> Moon Knight. God, dude. I don't know how many times I've been on this goddamn <laughs> podcast about to have tears come out of my eyes and ruining everything I love. A moment of silence for Broadcaster Nichols. Why do they got to do this to my child? <laughs> to my boy. <laughs> Oh shit! My Jewish psychopath, my Jewish <laughs> sh- sh- psychopath. <laughs> I just, in my head, I just heard Slash start playing the solo from "Sweet Child of Mine" when he said that. <laughs> Sweet <laughs> Child of Mine. <laughs> and we're back with our review of Moon Knight. And uh, the description. You have a little bit more enthusiasm. Okay. You're like, uh, Moon Knight. Like, you had to put your readers on or something, dude. And have a little respect with the name. With our review of Moon Knight. And the the badass creator of this fucking awesome show describes this the following Uh, Stephen Grant discovers. He's been granted the powers of an Egyptian moon god, but he soon finds out that these newfound powers can be both a blessing and a curse to his troubled life. Sounds like the lyrics to a gay-ass Six Feet Under song. (laughs) (laughs) Six Feet Under. One of the most overrated bands I ever heard in my life. I heard Christopher Barnes went on an embarrassing tirade uh, not too long ago. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that guy's probably moon drunk right about now. <laughs> Broadcaster, as uh, faithful listeners of the show know, you are a Moon Knight fan. Uh, it is 
safe to say that he is your favorite superhero? Uh, he is my favorite Marvel superhero besides Iron Man, yeah. Oh, besides Iron Man. Okay, so Iron Man's number one and Moon Knight's number two in your book. Yeah, okay. it's hard. It's hard, man. In comics, it's really hard to say that because it matters what writer, mm-hmm. what run you're talking about, you know? like So it's like with me in Final Fantasy where like seven is know. 1A and six is 1B? Yeah, you know, it's, okay. it's really hard. But in movies... Fuck, dude! Iron Man whoops the shit out of Oscar oh. Isaac's Moon Knight oh, so far. So. Yeah, I mean, okay. <laughs> let's not let's even, not, let's, even let's not get ahead of ourselves here, broadcaster. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, this is six episodes long. It's a little mini TV series that supposedly is only one season, one mini season, and uh, it uh, like there's almost no Moon Knight in. Six episodes, and I feel like out of those six episodes, we got about 40 minutes of Moon Knight. Maybe even 30 yeah. minutes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, at first, it wasn't really a problem for me because I actually liked all the acting in the show. Like, everyone's performance was pretty good for what it was. I mean, it's all—it's clearly not my Moon Knight. And Oscar, but Oscar Isaac, I like Oscar Isaac as an actor, and he was doing pretty well, like, like, playing kind of a hokey character that jumps between multiple personalities you know that are drastically different from each other i think he did a really good job trying to pull that off his wife um was a really good actor but that's kind of where like my point of contention with the show starts to come is his wife's character slowly evolves into a superhero in in herself and somewhat takes over the show. I'm not going to say completely takes over the show, but combined with uh, Ethan Hawke's uh, Haro and, Haro and her, it's you get a very thin sliver of Moon Knight, really. Very it's, thin. And it's my weird. F- my favorite episode of the six-episode series was episode five, and it was because it was only Moon Knight. Well, not really Moon Knight. You know, the character... Steven, yeah. Steven and Mark, whatever you want to call him. You're talking about when he goes to the underworld? Yeah, like that. Yeah. Like, I love that episode because it was, first of all, it was whacked out. Like, it was like an LSD trip style. Sh- and I always love that. Like, I love leaving Las Vegas. Or, no, I mean, not leaving Las Fear and loathing in Las Vegas. All those types of things where it's just super, like, whoa, what the fuck kind of, like, acid trippy. This was, like, one of the most acid trippy kind of things I've ever seen on a Disney property ever. Like I couldn't believe that Disney like made this, that, that episode. <laughs> yeah. it. Well, I, it's not that fucking out of pocket for Disney to, I mean, it wasn't rated R like there wasn't any like really dark stuff, but just the tone of it just didn't feel very Disney. It felt much more like Stanley Kubrick or fucking, that's probably being a little too kind. Yeah, uh, I don't give them that <laughs> but, compliment. But it just it kind of just had like a different vibe than what I'm used to from Disney. I, I enjoyed that episode a lot. And the talking hippo, like I wished a little bit that I was on mushrooms or acid for that episode because of the talking hippo. How fucked up would that would be if you were really <laughs> legitimately oh, on hallucinogens and you're watching that talking hippo? <laughs> I honestly can't watch it when I'm tripping hard, but yeah, I get what you're saying. <laughs> I've never done a hallucinogen in my life, so I'm not. It's hard. I don't even know what they do. I just know what they're supposed to do. 
Yeah, as soon as that hippo showed up, you probably well, you'd probably be gone well before that. But if you somehow <laughs> were around for the hippo, like that definitely would send you over the edge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so before we start, uh, you know, getting mean about this show, let's let's go over what we do like from it. What what, what do you like about this take on Moon Knight? I like. Kind of what you just brought up, but with the show in a whole. You haven't read the comics, but like what no. you just brought up with episode five, you know, with them going to the underworld and it giving you a really cool vibe that you're not used to from Disney. I've noticed that with a lot of things in the show in general. Just like I've read, I'd say 90% of Moon Knight runs. And I, so I've seen a lot of different art styles and different people's takes on the character. And when he went to the underworld, I immediately knew the run they were taking this from. I knew the art direct direction they were pulling from. I could I saw that in pretty much every episode. So I guess what I'm saying is is that I like that pretty much almost every episode was trying to pay homage to the character in some way. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty cool. I I also. The the animation was like Conchu. I forget the guy's name. That's what I'll say. Something else I really liked was the guy that voiced Conchu. Oh yeah, F. Murray Abraham, one yes. of the OGs. That, that guy was dope. I love that man. I love him and everything he's ever been in. And when I heard, like, when I first hear Conchu talk and I hear F. Murray Abraham, I like, I was so happy. I looked like a fucking kid in a candy store. Probably if I had a mirror in front of me, it was. I was very, very excited about that. And, it was all the way it was such a understated but powerful performance for sure <laughs> i can't speak highly enough i think that is literally my favorite part of this moon knight adaptation literally yeah. i think yeah those are those are probably my two favorite things about yeah. this this adaptation there's not much else to point out that I really like. <laughs> so so was your favorite episode episode five? Uh episode five is it yeah, because that's the one where he gets revived too, right? Because episode four That's the one where he wakes up the, he wakes yeah. up on the, the boat to the underworld and it's like a version of like a psychiatric hospital and it kind of doesn't that happen at the end of episode four, though? And then that no, the end of episode four is him five. dying. That's when yeah, fucking yeah, yeah, Haro yeah. kills him, and then he at the very end yeah. of episode four he wakes up and he sees the fucking hippo guy, and that's the end. So yeah. I mean, technically, you're right for yeah. like five okay. seconds. Okay. Yeah, episode five is definitely the best one. Yeah, I liked episode episode five is my favorite too. Uh, I really liked the first episode a lot too, though. Goldfish problem. I it really like. I went into Moon Knight really not even expecting to finish it. I thought I was gonna watch one episode and sort of just be like, okay, I gave it a shot. Episode one got me because the tone was different. Like I'm coming off of like fucking Falcon and the Winter Soldier, where it's just like just pedantic bullshit. 
You know what I mean? This show starts with a crazy guy with multiple personalities <laughs> chaining himself to the frame of his house with sand like put like in a circle around the bed like he's like a witch like doing some witchcraft shit. Like it was a really interesting start. And the I I just really liked the subtlety of how they kind of pushed him into figuring out who he was. And I also really like the fact that they just didn't shoot it all in California. You know what I mean? Like this episode had London and then it had like some Eastern European like farming village that he gets teleported to. It introduces us to Ethan Hawke's villain who I really liked. Uh, I don't think it's Ethan Hawke's best work ever, but he really set a tone early with like his little like, I'm a good guy. Trust me cult leader vibe he had going and watching him kill granny that was like that was some real sinister shit i liked it no pun intended uh but he like old people dying huh (laughs) i'm just not used to seeing old like that type of shit on disney plus you know what i mean like i it some stuff really took me by surprise in the first episode and it it really bought it bought me to finish it because really if i'm being honest after episode one it went downhill fast. Yeah. There was no substance from like episode two to almost all of four. Like I said, the end of episode four is where it really started. Six was really good too. Cause it was just an extension of five. Really? You know, he like he, that's episode beginning episode six is when he actually snaps out mm-hmm. of like the insane asylum in his head. Right? Yeah. So no, no doubt. Uh, six is, yeah. So, so it's like really one, two, three, and four just suck. They did, uh, especially three. Good. But two and three both really sucked. Four was me- like mediocre at best, but two and three were just like. It's funny because how much I liked episode one, and I, I watched episode two, and I'm like, oh, okay. And I watched episode three, and I'm like, okay, maybe I misjudged this. And then episode four, I really didn't like that either till the very end. And what like really grabbed me back was him waking up with the the fucking hippo guy. <laughs> like I was like, okay, this is getting interesting now. At least something crazy's happening. But it got pedantic there for a while. Like there was some real Falcon and the Winter Soldier vibes in episodes two and three. Yeah, my main gripe was just the fact that they got so much wrong. With the character, it was weird. Like, they brought up his Jewish heritage later, like, after the way the split personalities were introduced, like Jake Lockley being in the after credit scene, you know, speaking Spanish, <laughs> which is like, a, like, he doesn't speak Spanish in the comics, he speaks French in the, in the comics. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just it's really weird shit where you're just like uh <laughs> Yeah. Also his it's like how do you not have room in this in this whole season for his third personality, right? How is the third personality the the big surprise reveal in the after credit scene. So that was, but that you, was the guy you were talking about. Then I was going to ask you about that. So you told me that there's a third guy who's like a foul mouthed cab driver. Yeah. That's the guy who's working with Conchu at the end. Yeah. That's Jake Lockley. Okay. 
Interesting. Yeah. It's funny because you were complaining about like when we were like both on like episode four or something, you were complaining to me about that. And then when I noticed it, then I'm like, oh, did they finally make yeah. get that guy? in? <laughs> I should have noticed it, though, because, uh, well, when we were on episode four, they kind of hinted to it. Because remember when they were running through the insane asylum and there was another sarcophagus like shaking and he just ran by the room like it was like three seconds and he kind of looked at it and kept him going. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was them hinting to Jake Lockley. Oh, uh, okay. And, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, and also, I didn't, this isn't something I personally picked up on, but I noticed someone talking about it online. In the very first episode, when um, that chick that he works with at the museum comes up to him and asks him about the date, and he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> What date? <laughs> well, someone said that like Mark wouldn't have done that because he has a wife, and Stephen didn't know what it was going on, so that uh, hinted to a third personality right there. Interesting. I did not. But you not wouldn't have picked it. up on it in that episode because you didn't know about Mark yet. Yeah, you only knew about Stephen. Yeah, I totally didn't. Hmm. But it was really good, it, like just ex- it, like saying all that right there, kind of just lends, you know, how good the direction and the writing was in the series in its own right. But it just it wasn't Moon Knight from the comics. But I guess it's the best version of that whole trope I've seen yet. You know, where they kind of veered more than I'd want from the the true form, the comics. Yeah, but it's still it's still good. It's decent. I wouldn't mind seeing a season two continuing exactly what they were doing in this first season. But I, I, I wouldn't be mad if they also, you know, decided to change the suit because it's both suits suck in my opinion. Stephen Grant's Mister Knight, Mister Knight's my personal favorite in the comics. His suit looks so much cooler in the comics it doesn't have like that corduroy threat like fabric vest Mm -hmm. that he has like it's more of like a traditional like european you know uh high class i don't know like a james bond suit. yeah like a very nice cut vest you know very sleek and slender in the mask it doesn't have like some weird like scar running down the middle of it it's a very clean sleek mask like i don't know why they decided to go with that but it looks ugly and then moon knight the costume it's just you can look up multiple pictures of moon knight if you want it's the costume has changed many times over the years some you know everyone has their pick but what they did in the series i think it's the worst yeah it's the worst yet so you said that Layla isn't from the comics. They just made her up for the TV show. I'm pretty damn sure. Like I'm, she might be based on a character or a run that I don't know about, but in all the runs that I've read, I'm pretty damn sure he, if he did have a girlfriend or a wife, it was in his head. I find that very interesting because of how involved she was in it for a made-up well, character. She was intrinsically involved. Yeah, and that's my why it was my main gripe 
is that she looked like they were shoehorning a made-up character into Moon Knight to, like, and giving her just as much character progression as Moon Knight was getting in his own series. Almost more. Yeah. <laughs> like you, I mean, not quite, but close. And I kind they, of, yeah. And the fact that Jake biggest... Lockley was the surprise and she was getting so much character progression kind of infuriates me. It's like, so you couldn't even, like, reveal the character Moon Knight fully in one season, but you could make a side character <laughs> yeah. that gets her own powers and is introduced and yeah, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah. And I did like episode six. It's not my favorite, but it's like, it's one of the good ones for sure. But the, one of the things that really downgraded for me was Layla in it. They turn her into someone It's like Scarlet Scarab or some shit who I don't, I don't read the comic. comics but I just get the feeling that Scarlet Scarab, if it was a real uh, a real comic book character, that it I'm wasn't sure. supposed to be her. It, it like they just like changed it to be her, and yeah. it felt super cringy and very like, oh, see, we're woke. See, you, we we just pretended we weren't woke, but we are. Yeah. Now that you say her name. Like, she probably did. Scarlet Scarab has probably showed up in a comic or something like that. I'll no bet doubt. anything. There probably was <laughs> a Moon Knight. When, when that little, okay, that scene where the little kid's like, are you an Egyptian superhero? And yeah, she's like, that was yes, strange. I am. I could not, dude. I started laughing out loud. That was the, oh, God, that was so fucking dumb. So yeah. cheesy. Kids don't talk like that. No, that, that's <laughs> like, like that same I thing. You like, an Egyptian superhero? It might as well have been Microsoft Sam saying that. Like, yeah. just cut in. Like, hey, are you an Egyptian superhero? <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally. And like the whole like rejection of Conchu that she does, where she's like, "No, I won't be your avatar." That whole thing just felt really cringy to. I, I everything about her character I did not like. I did not I like, like her. At I kind of liked that scene to be honest. That was my favorite scene with her because it was kind of like Conju's is like, "Yo, let me slide those DMs." Like, fuck, <laughs> fucking Mark, and she's like, "Yo, dude, my boyfriend's dead. Fucking revive him." And he's like, yeah. "Okay, dude, whatever." Well, <laughs> well, see, that's that, funny. <laughs> well, that's the thing. The thing I didn't like about it was the the logic behind it because. It, He's basically saying, we're going to lose unless you let me take you as my avatar. And her response was, I don't care with if we... She's literally like, I don't care if the world ends right now. I'm not going to be your avatar. And it, the, just the logic of it just felt dumb. It felt like one of those TV moments, you know what I mean, that just don't make sense. Like, anyone with their right mind would be like, well, I'm going to have to take one for the team here. You know what I mean? It's gonna be beholden to a man. <laughs> exactly. Avatar. Exactly. <laughs> like if Conchu was a chick and she was like voice acted by Meryl Streep, I'll bet you she would have said yes. No doubt. But I one thing I will say I fucking absolutely loved about episode six was the Power Rangers Megazord battle between Khonshu and uh, that was dope. Uh, on, Amit, on, on, yeah, yeah um, dude, that was dude. Watching that, I was just like, yes, this is like a preview of the Power Rangers movie I want to come out tomorrow. Like that was so sweet watching them just fight with power punches over pyramids and shit. 
Yeah, the CGI in the show for Conchu specifically throughout good. the whole series yeah, was really actually good. really good. Yeah. Again, the CGI for the suit, not good. I'm not going to let them get away with that. They were it was terrible. Mm. Anyways, carrying on the CGI for the demons, like the one in the museum, at times was really good looking, but there were certain frames where it just looked. Terrible, oh, you mean those dogs? Yeah, yeah, the dogs were kind of lame. Yeah, definitely. <sighs> yeah. Where does Moon Knight go well, from this, here, though? This was supposed to be one and done. It was confirmed one and done at one point. And then, like, randomly, like, a week ago, I saw something on Twitter where the creator of the TV show, I think, said, like, it would be a real shame if we didn't get a season two. It'd be a real waste. And I was just like, wait a second. I thought it was planned to be one season only. And I was just like, I didn't did investigate it further. This was just like some tweet or some interview quote I saw like a week ago. No, where you said where you read it was supposed to be one and done. Uh, when it first came out, there were interviews like leading up to it where they were asking in interviews like, "Is this planned to be multi season?" Blah, blah, and they're like, "No, this is going to be one season." I just I saw it at some point in print somewhere. Yeah, my my interpretation of these like series they're doing are. Yeah, could be one season because some of the series have been one season. But like, uh, what was that Scarlet Witch series? That was only one season, but it does it does lead into Doctor Strange too. Yeah, Multiverse of Madness. So it's funny too because WandaVision. I don't know if you agree with me, but I think WandaVision is probably the best of all these Disney Plus shows so far, and it deserves a second season the most probably. I don't think it. It needs to happen. I wouldn't be mad at all just because it's based on Tom King's uh, The Vision, mm-hmm. the comic book series. It totally is. Yeah, and, that uh, probably explains why it was good. It was so fucking. That comic book is amazing. It's one of my most recommended comic books out there. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, it definitely has those vibes. And I would not be mad to get a season two of that. Yeah. Yep. But, but Moon Knight, I don't know. I'm, I'm just split because I want to see a season <laughs> no pun two intended. of Moon Knight. Yeah, <laughs> split three ways. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I just hope that season, if season two does get greenlit, that they lean way more into the comic book material because a lot of it is super easy to do. You know, like Jake Lockley, like you saw isn't a superhero. He's just a cab driver with a fucking very human wardrobe and a gun. So he's like super easy to pull off as far as his storyline beats go. Does he have like, he like one of those like really old timey, like world war two handguns? I really hope he does. Uh, no, no. Ah. <laughs> that's why I imagine. Pretty, you know how, you know how, uh, like the whole saying goes with Moon Knight at the beginning of the series where he helps the travelers of the night. Mm-hmm. The, the that's, creed. Yeah. That's what Jake Lockley is the one who fulfills that the most. He actually is the one that prowls at night and mm. like with the cab and like actually beats fucking people up that are ki- like hurting innocent people. Oh, is, is he just like literally yeah. just fisticuffing? <laughs> Yeah, That's there's awesome. different. There's also different times in the comic books where Moon Knight's actually doing that, but for the most part, Stephen Grant and 
Mark Spector are the fucking idiots of the group. Yeah. <laughs> Jake Lockley's the one that actually knows what he's doing. <laughs> he's a psychopath and he knows. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, so, oh, I'll, I guess I'll start talking about the things I really didn't like. I, we've kind of talked about a bunch of things I didn't like. Uh, one thing that I really, really didn't like from episode three, one of the worst episodes of the season, was the so-called council. I don't know if this is from the comic books, but it's like all of the avatars, quote unquote, from all the other gods that aren't outcasts like uh, Khonshu is, I guess. What I did like about it was seeing like a bunch of Stargate SG-1 uh, fucking Gua'uld names like Hathor and shit. I was like, yeah, that's awesome. (laughs) What I didn't like was how cheesy the scenes were with them and how bad the acting was. Yeah. Oh that's, god. That's what I call the I call them the equity squad. Dude, like when <laughs> when fucking he goes in there to try and convince them that fucking Ethan Hawk is trying to play him and then Ethan Hawk comes in and he just fools He's... them all. I'm just like, you guys are the biggest fucking buffoons. Like this is the dumbest shit. I you guys are the up. avatars of like the most powerful Egyptian gods, and you're just like fucking okay, dude. Bye. Yeah, yeah. It's more like they're the fucking avatars of like Charlie from Always Sunny. Like what <laughs> oh, the shit. fuck, dude? Not like, it fucking was... not flowers for Charlie. Smart. Charlie. <laughs> no, no, not like, excluding flowers for Charlie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I really hated that. It pulled me out of the show for a minute. I was just like, what the. fuck? fuck just happened it's just like one of those moments where it's just like hard as fuck to suspend disbelief because it's like these are supposed to be gods and they just got fooled like in the most cheesy way and their avatars are act being acted by like amateurs like i think that legitimately if me and you were cast to be these guys we could have done better performances than them and we're not actors yeah no doubt it was disgusting (laughs) Yeah, it clearly came off as one of those moves where it was more of like a budget, like it was, what am I trying to say? It's like they purposely made them like that because they didn't have the budget to do more. They (laughs) didn't want to show the actual gods themselves, so they made the avatars really like dumb and killed them off quickly. Yeah. 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 I will, again, give them props, too, for their CG for... uh, I always forget her name, like the the crocodile god that Conchu's fighting when she first pops up. Not as like the Megazord version, but just like as the normal size version when she first yeah. shows up. I was really impressed with that. It reminded me of Renekton from League of Legends. Like it was just like a really cool sort of like CG where it's like no, it's not the best CG in the world, but it was, but well it was done, really though. well it's done. Tasteful. And the the character itself was interesting. Like, it was just an interesting-looking character. It wasn't, like, something you see every day. Yeah. But that's yeah, the like most... I, like I said, Moon Knight definitely deserves season two. I, would, I definitely want to see it happen, just because I love the character. I mean, I got a fucking Moon Knight. I got a Mr. Knight mask, dude. All right. I'm a fucking nerd. All yeah. right. I got a, I got a Mr. Knight mask. Well, yeah, that was what was weird when like I first started watching this. I think I watched episode two. Then like I contacted you and I like, hey, have you started watching Moon Knight? And you said no. And I was like, 
this is the, like I heard the Twilight Zone music start playing in my ears because I know that would be like if a Gambit TV series came out and like two weeks later you contacted me and asked me if I'd seen it yet and you, and I was like nah man <laughs> like it's, it was just crazy to me that like you hadn't watched it yet really bad rap lately and I, I just know. was kind of scared I was just like God dude it could have yeah. been so much worse it could have could have been could have been, been a lot better too but it could have been so so much worse. I, I really, I was honestly fully expecting this to be like a fucking, a, a total woke washing. I was expecting it to be like a, an S tier woke washing. And I was pleasantly surprised that it really wasn't woke at all until it kind of got towards the end. And then we had like a few little moments like Egyptian goddess. <laughs> yeah, we, we got a few, th- but it still could have been way worse. So yeah, uh, escaped you know with a few scratches i guess it was like that batman moment <laughs> white privileged oh villains. yeah <laughs> like what <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah uh, oh but one thing i wanted to mention going back to episode six again when fucking uh a scarlet scarab first shows up did you notice that they did they gave her the xena warrior princess music when she showed up just like wonder woman from the snyder cut man it's the same exact thing i was laughing so hard yeah dude they're pulling inspiration from the ogs i don't blame them it's fucking gangster dude I really oh, wish man. lucy law i don't know what lucy laws is up to i remember i, remember, I watched her in spartacus I know I mm. think I got it. I don't, to this day, I'm not sure if I saw her real tits or not. I think those might have been stunt tits. But Well, I, but I want to believe. As I want to believe, too. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's a checkbox on my life list, and I want to yeah. keep it checked. <laughs> okay, yeah, so. yeah. Like, you know, Xena Warrior Princess, you know, there's a lot of things you can say about it. But what I'll say about it is, like, like if we're talking, like, TV in the 90s, fucking Xena warrior princess had the greatest tits on television for a while. She was my, like I can say definitively <laughs> she was my first childhood crush. Hell yes. And what like, a great I, one. Definitively. <laughs> That's a great one. <laughs> yeah. I had, I mean, don't mean to get canned with the, <laughs> with the, the viewership here, but I had my first, uh, you know, exciting dream. was losing <laughs> Lost. <laughs> I was just like, Whoa. <laughs> Oh, she was a fucking babe. Uh, She was also, uh, the most recent thing I've seen her in was Ash vs. Evil Dead. Did you ever watch that? Uh, Oh, yeah, for sure. I watched, I only, I don't think I finished it, though. I only saw the first two seasons. Oh, that's a shame, dude. The final season was sick. This is, like, the best one. Yeah, is it three or four seasons? I think it was three. But uh, it was, it was really good. That final season was sick. Uh, so yeah, I would, I would go finish that. Honestly, like it's, yeah, it's good. It's worth going back to. And, uh, our boy Ash is actually in, uh, Dr. Strange too. Apparently I'm looking forward to seeing his cameo in that. Yeah. Bruce Campbell's in it. Or he's in character Ash. No, not the character Ash. The actor oh, Bruce Campbell's in it. That would be so dope. It's because <laughs> I don't. I, I'm pretty sure you know Sam Raimi is making uh, this movie, and Sam Raimi has put Ash or not Ash. He's put Bruce Campbell in every movie he has ever made, literally. So it's a guarantee that he'll be in this one too. That's so gangster, dude. 
That's how friends. That's how friends operate. They're like, nah, dude. (laughs) They're smoking cigars in the room. They're like, nah, dude. I'm gonna squeeze you in here. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, I'm I'm hopeful for for Doctor Strange too. I've heard very mixed reviews so far. Like, I've heard a few people say they didn't like it. I've heard a few people say they liked it a lot. Haven't heard much in the middle. It's it seems like you either love it or hate it so far from what I've seen, which is. When it comes to Sam Raimi, that makes me positive on it because I'm guessing that the reasons some people hate it are the reasons I'm going to love it because I love Sam Raimi and I love everything, essentially everything the man's ever done. Well, remember, Sam Raimi did the original Spider-Mans. Yep. So I'm already down. Hell yeah. Right there. You know, like, and it also tells me that Disney is allowing him probably to pull from his original movies. Like, as far as content, it's the multiverse of madness, so multiple different uh, universes are going to get pulled. I already, like, I've already had things spoiled to me, like, Pete, like, we're going to see, like, the introduction of, like, you know. I don't want to hear these spoilers that you've had spoiled for you. Yeah. Well, I don't, I didn't hear the characters, they just said that there's, like, there's, like, a fucking barrage of introduction of characters people have been waiting for, essentially. Oh, okay. So, so they're they're gonna use this to start the war, right? Like that. What is that thing that happens? Like like happened in the comic books like fifteen years ago or twelve years ago? Where uh, like it's actually you- taken place over like uh, a couple decades. Uh, it's called What's Secret it? Wars, and there's like is different that what parts. It was? Yeah, Secret Wars originally debuted like I think in the eighties, and then there was one in the nineties. And then there was one in 2015. Wow! So Secret Wars one, two, and three. The one that I the Secret Wars the the I, I could begin those dates wrong. By the way, besides the third one, Secret Wars 2015 is the literal comic run that got me into comics. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Was that the 2015 one? I didn't even yeah. realize that was going on in the 80s. I I yeah. don't think I, I had a lot of comics from the 80s, like Marvel comics from the 80s. I don't think I ever had that one. Interesting. It's OG. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that's interesting. But, you know, Sam Raimi is a like when we really boil it down, he is a horror movie creator. He makes horror movies. So the that makes me really hopeful that like, you know, a lot of people applauded Moon Knight for it being a darker take. And it, it does have some darkness, like at the end of episode one, when he sees Conchu in the mirror and it's like all dark and like it, that had some horror vibes. Like there's some good horror ish stuff in Moon Knight, but not like real, like nothing real. Like I think with Sam Raimi in this uh, Doctor Strange 2, we have a legitimate shot of like some legit horror, I think. But I don't know. I've, I know nothing about the movie. Haven't looked anything up. I'm just hoping. Yeah. It'd be dope if Moon Knight makes an appearance. Yeah. It'd be super cool. It could definitely I can always happen. get more Moon Knight, man. I'm looking at the box of my comics that have Moon Knight in it. I'm just like, fuck, dude, I should read some of those. <laughs> <laughs> been a long time since I've read some comics. Yeah. Take up a lot of space, kids. That's the first thing I'll ever fucking say. If someone asks me about getting into comics, it's just like, do you have the space to commit to reading comics? 
a lot of people will be like, the money. It's like, ah, dude, everyone has something to waste money on. That doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. It's the space. <laughs> I, like, imagine, like, those, like, rich people in, like, the 1700s and the 1600s, like, back in the day, they would have libraries in their house. They would have, like, multiple floor libraries with, like, ladders going up and shit with, like, a hundred bookcases. I just imagine someone doing that with comic books in the year 2022. Yeah. Hey, dude, if I was rich, I would do it. Hell yeah. I would, there's no doubt about it. I would do it with books, too, but, like, no doubt about it. I would have a fuck ton. Like, I would have probably multiple rooms dedicated to comics. Because just, like, I recently consolidated my comics. I went through all of them. Like, it was, this was probably, like, a year and a half ago or so. But I went through all of them, and I picked all the ones that I thought were garbage, and I gave them away <clears throat> to... uh my buddy's uh, kid that likes reading comics. I just gave him all of them. He probably thought most of them were trash, but hey, he was willing to take them. And I wanted to get rid of them. And I, I still have six boxes of comics. Damn. You know? So I can only imagine if you were wealthy and you were just... Cont- and, that, and that was only three... 2015 to... Let's see... I quit battery in 2019, I think. You know, so four, that was roughly four years of buying comics. <laughs> and I accumulated six boxes, no, probably 10 boxes of comics. I gave four boxes away. So if you were just extrapolated on that by like a couple decades of your life, Dude, <laughs> and you were rich? <laughs> yeah. Fuck, bro. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, I think about it all the time with all my PCs that I owned in my life. It's like, if I grew up rich and I just had, like, a rich family, I could have, like, kept every computer I ever had and built in my entire life, and I would just have this giant room of, like, 18 different PCs stretching from, like, 1990 all the way to 2022. It'd be crazy. But gotta get rid of that shit when you're not rich because you don't got nowhere to put it. It's like these fucking yeah. computers. Just like I can't fucking just put this in the closet. Like, especially yeah, the older what... ones, man. Those older ones were fucking huge. Oh, dude, computers. Yeah, dude. I always I kind of joke about this all the time with my buddies, but because they, they have no idea what I'm talking about. But it's just like. These little chips, these CPUs, dude, the IBM 2 CPU, you could kill somebody with that. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) That was a fucking deadly object, dude. (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy how much shit has shrunk, except for video cards. Somehow video cards are getting bigger still, but fucking everything else has gotten so much smaller. Absolutely. Fucking when I see these little SSDs, like, I'm like, Jesus, I could break this with my pinky finger. <laughs> Dude, no shit. The M2.2s are so crazy to look at. Yeah. All right, broadcaster. Well, as you know, here in the Crack Cellar, we have a official patented Ghostbusters rating system in which we rate all of our reviews here. And uh, on that system, broadcaster, it's time to make your judgment on Moon Knight. Were the scales balanced? 
They were indeed balanced. It's going to get an equity gozer right down the middle. <laughs> you were waiting to use equity gozer. Right? <laughs> I was, dude. I was waiting to do an equity. <laughs> I've been waiting, dude. Moon Knight allowed it. <laughs> you know, the reason I'm going to give it one, because I, I gave it a lot of praise as a, as a series, and it, it deserves it. You know, it deserves to be. Okay, dude? It deserves it. But that being said, totally slaughtered the comic <laughs> and the just the fact that they made jake lockley speak spanish <laughs> like the big reveal scene was like hey here's jake lockley and then they're like we got the language wrong it's just like you fucking pro- <laughs> dude <laughs> so that in in that respect yeah it's gonna get a b it's a couple marks off okay yeah and there was much equity. Serious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm I'm gonna give it a gozer too. I man, I I I, enjoy, I enjoyed it. There are just a few parts that really saved it for me. Like if you really if you cut out episode five. I probably half the series. (laughs) If you just took episode five out for me, this would instantly become a Vigo. Like there's just a few key parts of this show that really brought it up to Gozer status for me. And I, I won't call it an equity Gozer because you already took that honor, but it's, it's definitely a low, low ranking Gozer. Maybe it's a, uh, <laughs> maybe it's a Chris Jenner gozer, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> maybe maybe it ran over an innocent victim on the way. We call that Olympic athlete gozer. <laughs> Olympic champion. champion. My bad. My 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 apologies. My apologies. Gold medalist gozer. <laughs> Three time gold medalist gozer. Uh yeah. And with that, we'll close out. I think that's going to be one of the craziest things explained to people in the future. Like if, you know, Caitlyn Jenner keeps this shit up. <laughs> like, you're just like, one day you're going to be an old man and you're going to, like, not give a fuck anymore. And you're going to be like, his name's fucking Bruce. <laughs> and they're gonna be like, "What are you talking about?" And they're gonna be like, "Young Bucks." So, like that whole fad of like people getting mad about even bringing up his name is gonna be long gone. So, like the kids actually gonna be able to listen to the old man. You're like, "Yeah, his fucking name is Bruce, and he's an Olympic athlete. He was a badass, and then he became a pussy, <laughs> a literal pussy." Like, <laughs> and the kids are gonna be like, "What?" And you look up the end. He's like, "Holy." Fuck. He's gonna become base as fuck, dude. <laughs> I I just what I love most about that whole thing with him is that like you remember when uh fucking Kevin Spacey all of a sudden got accused of like sexual misconduct, his response was to immediately be like, I am coming out as a gay man. I've been gay for many Legendary. years. <laughs> and and the the Caitlyn Jenner thing really had the same energy if you think about it. It's like he runs for over sure. he runs over some bitch in LA and he's like, I am a transgender woman. 
Ah. Would you say Kevin Spacey was almost shedding light on what Bruce Jenner did? <laughs> it definitely. <laughs> fucking Kevin Spacey was just like, well, that motherfucker it was driving over some bitch in Hollywood. So. <laughs> he got fucking. off murder charges. I can get off diddling charges, right? <laughs> I don't know, dude. You really look into Kevin Spacey. He has definitely some like killery vibes, dude. That guy has like a list of people <laughs> that are just dead. They got uh, close to him. You do, you, yeah, like the, he's second only to the Hillary kill list. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, dude. <laughs> I still want to see him act again, though. I don't know why, dude. Want to bring that insane. dark energy to the screen? <laughs> he's like one of the few people that like like uh, supersedes my my morals and principles. I'm just like, let him act. <laughs> let the man act. <laughs> if you prick his finger, does he not bleed? <laughs> I rest my case. <laughs>